Here the Jazz have run out the clock. They beat the Bucks 131-118 with the win tonight with behind a franchise record 25 three-point shots, 53 attempts in 97, 53 of their 97 attempts. And Ron, you know, you know that's the Bucks strategy. We talked about it early. Last year they set close to a league record of allowing the fewest amount of shots ever at the rim, 29%. But it meant that they allowed 39% of opponent's shots at threes. That meant that they allowed, you know, the most, second most amount of threes of anyone in the league, they, the most above the break threes of anyone in the league by a large margin. You knew you were going to get those looks tonight, and the Jazz came out aggressively and knocked them down. Yeah, the, the great the sign for that is when the Jazz get off to such a great start in that first quarter, David. What did they have? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine three-point shots made in that first quarter. You get a rhythm going. I mean, you're, you're, all of a sudden, you're pushing the ball up the floor. You're getting those uncontested looks and that rhythm. Everyone gets involved, and, and it just just snowballed. I was so glad that they did not forget to the point, uh, where it got them there. I mean, they continue to push. They continue to ball movement, breaking the defense down, um, and, you know, getting exactly what they wanted. This is a very good shooting basketball team, and, and taking advantage of it the way they play tonight, I think, is very, very important. Well, that's how the Jazz are going to beat people is with their shooting. That that's what they do, and they got to. And then Milwaukee plays a style that allows you to, you know, to get free. Right? They're not into you. They're not prohibiting you from from getting um, your routes or things of that nature. That that that's not what they really do. And so this is one of the unlike the way people got into the Jazz at times, and the, and some of the other teams did. They're gonna they're gonna allow you to get. Get your routes, get your shots if you can penetrate. And the Jazz did a great job with that tonight. Now, and defense to, to the to the Bucks. I mean, they got nothing out of their bench. Absolutely nothing. You got Middleton and, and Giannis who have played very, very well. And even in the second half, um, Lopez uh, didn't give them anything there as well. So it was Jazz defense, or whatever the case, uh, the Jazz was able to tackle and do exactly what they wanted out there on the floor. Mike Conley, 10 assists tonight for the 70th time in his NBA career. We're joined now by Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, 131-118. And, boy, a road trip, complexion of a road trip changes pretty dramatically. Yeah, that's a, that's a big win right there. And, and you start looking at the games, you know, that the Jazz have won. Um, you know, if you're going down the list, like you talked about a couple of games ago, the games you'd circle that you'd think they'd win and possibly struggle with, it's almost been completely the opposite. But, uh it's nice to see them play really well against good teams. Um, I feel like this game was was a little different, and, and I think part of it was, like you said, David, they let you have space and play. But I loved the Jazz, the way they were on attack. It just felt like everybody was on attack and got a lot done in transition. I love 30 assists. You know, that ball was moving around. That's good stuff. Well, Quinn Snyder said, sorry, I don't know who I just interrupted. Uh, who was it? That was Ron. Go ahead, Ron. Well, I was just going to add to, to Tim's point is that, and, and probably going to say what you said, because the Quinn wanted the team to be aggressive, and, and, and that meant, you know, you, you got to run in order to get things done. And he said he wanted everybody to be aggressive on the floor. And I think in that comment, what he talked about was spacing. Yes. He said our spacing in a pregame show tonight, he said that the, our spacing has to be better. Our spacing wasn't as good. That was leading the turnovers. The spacing was pretty darn good tonight to get to those get to those looks, and, and he said, you know, you had to be aware of their length, and they there just didn't seem to be a lot of Bucks deflections tonight. Uh, can I flip off us for a second? Because I find Milwaukee to be one of the most fascinating teams in the league. That's for sure. It. So they're 5-4 and four now. 
they're they're it's early, but they they lost opening night to Boston. They beat a Draymondless Warriors team. They lost to the Knicks. They beat the Heat by fifty. Lost to the Heat the next night, and beat the Bulls, Pistons, and Pistons, and now lost to the Jazz. So they have played three playoff teams, maybe four if you the Knicks get into that playing game, and they're one in four against playoff teams. Like any uh-huh. concern here? I honestly, I don't know what you think, Tim, but I think it's a little early to be concerned. I mean, you can still fix some things. I, I, I think um, uh, maybe they can change their style of play and not give up what they've been giving up against these teams. I mean, any team can get hot in the NBA, uh, especially the way teams are loading up with shooters now and, and spreading the floor. Spacing is the key. And, and when you have that good night, uh, anything can happen. Maybe they do want to change their style of, of, of defending here, uh, David. It looked a lot like the Bucks team we saw in the bubble and in the playoffs. Um, you know, you see them some nights and they're just like like the numbers show on the on the page. You know, prepping for the game, what they've done offensively is oh, historic. Crazy. Right. Um, but you still know, like, at the end of the day, are they really going to grind games? I mean, they're going to be they're going to be a tough out for anybody in the playoffs. But with that being said. They're capable of, of nights like tonight where, you know, they don't shoot it as good as they've shot it, and they are, you know, they're they're attackable defensively for sure. They haven't you know, been a tough out for anyone. You know what, what Tim's talking about? What are you talking about? They've been they've rolled two years in a row. If if they're not scoring in transition, can they grind games out? Right. I mean, that's I mean, what Tim. I think Tim yeah, is pointing I mean, out there. That, can they do it? That's the question on Giannis. Do you have to yeah. go to Middleton at that point? I mean, you know, we I. You can, we can, it's a unique year. There's all sorts of weird stuff. I kind of agree with you guys. It's pretty early. I, I, would, I would only point out that what's so interesting to me, they've lost four of nine games, right? Yes, they're five and four. Four, four, yeah, four, five four, and four of four. nine. They lost 22 of 82 a few years ago. And they lost, they were on pace to lose 20 of 82 last year. Okay? Mm. And they've lost four of nine to start this year. Well, that's consistent. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. not concerned right now. Okay. I don't think. No. Well, you don't. You won't need to be because their next three games are Cleveland, Orlando, and Detroit, so they'll be okay for a while. The one other thing I wanted to mention tonight, I, I go back and I know I've only been with you, you know, the broadcast a couple of years, but um, looking at you know the Jazz starts in you know Quinn's basic average start in the first ten games is five and five over his time here. Um, the, the first of the year, there's a huge part and run you. You probably can speak to this better than anybody as a player. Um, there's just a part where you're 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 basically back to the grind. You're figuring it out, um, and we all want to make you know news stories out of every game, every possession. But it is a long one, and um, man, I've, to see that effort again tonight and see that stuff working, um, you know, you've seen it enough now to know it's in there, and they just got to find a way to bottle it. I, I believe the key is finding those extra possessions to push it and get easy baskets because they don't have to run as much offense, and they've got guys capable of doing that. Absolutely. They have the shooters to play like that, and, and that's such a key. But you know, let me ask you this, and, and you, David, how much does shoot-around play a part in this today? This is one of the few shoot-arounds they've had all year long. What would you say, Ron? I can't hear you. There's a truck <laughs> in my ear. That's nitro. <laughs> is that what it's called? That, that, Nice nitro or whatever. You I, know. I just wonder. Yeah, di- <laughs> I, 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 I'm just dying to know whether Dino Truck is beating Nitro Truck right now. So, what do you think, Dave? You think shoot around? This is one of the few times they've had shoot around all season long. 
Um, we've been to shootarounds. This team relies on shootarounds. This yes. team gets a lot of confidence out of shootarounds. Absolutely. I don't know how they're going to figure out how to do shootarounds, but when I first heard and called you very early in the year and said that when I learned that there would be like no shootarounds this whole season yeah. for um, every team, I didn't think it was a good thing for us. I I, I definitely don't either. I love I love shootarounds. I, I think. It, it, as far as broadcasting is concerned, we get a lot out of it. But just think about what the game plan, I mean, you're putting the game plan on the floor, not on the whiteboard or the blackboard or whatever you guys call it nowadays, and, and, and not on, on your iPad or, or on, on the TV screen. You actually can walk through it. And, you're, you, and, and so I just think that makes a huge, huge difference. And maybe the shoot around the day did have something to do with what the Jazz uh, were able to accomplish. All right, I got two thoughts on that, and then we'll let these guys go. My f- and one's serious and one's worth mentioning. The serious one is, to what you just said, Ron, that's super important, is everyone learns differently, right? Correct. So, like, I'm dyslexic. So if I'm taking in an aud- an, a verbal report, aud- I'm auditorily dyslexic. If I took in, if, if I had to take the whole game plan from Quinn completely auditorily, I, and not visually, I'd be dead. I'd have no chance. Our players all have different learning skills. When we have shoot-around, they get the visual of film, they get the verbal teaching, and they get to physically do it. So no matter what way you learn, you pick up the information. That's why that is so important. Absolutely. This, the second thing i got to point out, and i got to share this with, with Alex Lumberg, our young producer, with Jake and Tim. This guy that we're talking to right here, been in the league for 50 years, right? He's yes. got, like, accolades up and down. He makes Joe Ingles' little streak look like it's a piddly little thing, right? Yes. You know what he says to me the other day? Man, do I miss going to shoot around. It is so hard to call these games without shooting around. This guy you get so is much upset out of it, that he's not getting full access to his work when he could rest on his laurels more than any person I know. Ron Boone is awesome. Just I'd throw that out there. Thank you, David. Agreed. I, I second. Too. I, I third the motion. If it would actually snow in this town. Hey, hey can I say something really yeah. quick? Uh, I t- sitting here tonight watching the game with Jake. My phone rings. It's none other than Dave Rose. Oh. And had a great conversation. He was watching the game. Um, asked me how you guys are doing, and I told him I would tell you on the air. Hello for Coach Rose oh, to Ron awesome. and Dave and Jake. He's doing great. Keep the prayers coming. He's making progress. Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool. It's one of my all-time favorites, right there. Yep, awesome. I used to when I left Seattle. When I left Seattle, I called him every year during the Final Four. We talked every year during the Final Four. That was like our time. Well, Thanks. boys, great job tonight. Thank I'm you. Glad he's doing better. That's yeah. awesome. Here, here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. See you guys. One thirty-one to one eighteen is your final. The Jazz beat the Bucks. Jazz game night post-game show kicks off next, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe here on the Jazz Radio Network. Big time win. Jazz beat the Bucks 131 118. Uh, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. And uh, Tim, what a game. What a performance from the Jazz, particularly offensively. Set a franchise record 25 made threes, 25 of 53. Donovan with his best game of the year 32 points, seven assists, five boards. Clarkson with 26 off the bench. Just a great, great offensive performance from the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and a guy I want to point out, too, I thought had uh, as, as good a game as I can remember him having uh, is Royce O'Neal. I know that, uh, you know, everybody's quick to say 
you know, Royce isn't guarding this guy very good, that, this, this, that, and the other. But, um, you know, the one thing this guy can do is he really knows his role. And when he shoots it in like he did tonight and plays as hard as he does, you know, he ended up with six assists, um, eight rebounds, and made six threes. That's just a, that's a great effort for a guy who really, you know, has to be locked in really hard defensively and then is uh, capable of making those open shots. And I thought he was really good against Giannis. Uh, I did, too. In, in his time against, uh, particularly the second half. I mean, Giannis had 25 first-half points, held to 10 in the second half. We saw the, uh, as David called it, the Wasatch Front. I guess that's the Gobert favors uh, lineup. And it's interesting, you know, in talking to David, uh, he said that uh, in the in the pregame, Quinn talked about um, wanting to have them both out there with uh, favors guarding him uh, while he was there, but you know, kind of wondering where Rudy was going to be. So, uh, a nice use of, of those uh, of those guys, and nice to see Bogey make some shots too. I thought Bogey played on attack. That dunk came out of nowhere at yeah. the end. I didn't know he could that do looked that. Like like me, right on your guy though, Sam Merrill, right on top right, of him. Ooh. Welcome to the NBA, buddy. Bogdanovich is dunking over you. But still, I, that's still a good job, you know, even if you get dunked over. Jazz played very well tonight. Uh, uh, as for the Bucks, 35 for Giannis, as we mentioned. Chris Middleton was really good tonight, 31 points, uh, 10 rebounds, and four assists uh, for him. Drew Holiday uh, had 17. Brooke Lopez uh, with 12. One thing that stands out about the Bucks, they got nothing from their bench tonight. Let's see, they had 12 points coming off the bench. They're going to be a little thin, maybe. Yeah, you can kind of see that. I know that uh, they're missing a couple of guys right now. Uh, uh, Pat Connaughton and uh, and Craig, uh, they got from Denver. Uh, two guys has come to my mind. But, yeah, they need more firepower off the bench. Um, the Jazz really did. I think part of the, you know, we talked about it, but teams that transition well don't always transition defensively, and the Jazz pushing it back at them. Felt like the, the Bucks were a little worn out, too. They were... And every opportunity, they were kind of hunched over. So it was uh, it was a great pace game. Uh, the the Jazz had 35 off the bench tonight. Now it helps that Jordan Clarkson had 26 of those 35, but still 35. How good was he tonight? Oh, he was awesome. That first half was something else. I love when he gets that look in his eye, and you can kind of tell. You know, it's interesting tonight because Joe's not out there, so he ended up with the ball in his hands a lot more. And um, but man, was he good. Well, I talked to Gordon about this yesterday um, on the big show. You know what was weird about that Knicks game is in the third quarter, every the whole starting lineup disappeared. And, uh, you know, the, the Jazz have a lot of players who can put the ball on the hoop, and that was that was strange because we've seen usually when somebody's struggling, there's somebody else out there picking it up. And it felt like not necessarily people were struggling in the first half of this Jazz team, but Clarkson really picked it up. He was that driving force that, that built that lead in the first half. Yeah, and his, he's that consistent spark, right, that the Jazz need coming off the bench. It was great to see him with the energy, uh, that fire in his eyes, you know, and uh, the, overall the Jazz, like the ball movement too, was just so great. Um, but that comes from everybody kind of being on attack, spacing, um, you know, using all the screens correctly, coming off hard and, and making a play. All right, with that, we will say uh, good night to our network stations as the Jazz came away with a win tonight against the Bucks, 131 to uh, 118. Uh, up next, the Detroit Pistons, a Sunday afternoon matinee showdown. Uh, that game will tip off at 1 o'clock. How about that? That'll be nice Hallelujah. for a Sunday. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, for those of you sticking around with us, we'll have sound uh, uh, from Milwaukee as well as continue to break this one down straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. 
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz beat the Bucks tonight, 131-118 to 118 in Milwaukee. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you sound from Milwaukee coming up here uh, in a few moments, but uh, let's get your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz shoot 50% from the field tonight. Uh, 49 of 97. They were 25, a franchise record, by the way, 25, 53 from three, 47.2%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell at 32 points on 12, 24 shooting four of nine from three. Jordan Clarkson, 26 points. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich added 20. Royce O'Neal, 18. Royce had eight rebounds and six assists, three steals and a block to go along with that uh, 18 points. Mike Conley, uh, with 17 points, he had 10 assists. It was just an all-around great night. Rudy Gobert, 9 points, 14 rebounds, a steal, and 4 block shots. I mean, we've said this a couple times, I suppose, uh, this year, Tim, but tonight really mean it. Everybody played well tonight. Everybody did play well, and they were due because, um, you know, we haven't been able to say that a whole lot this year. Uh, there's definitely been those nights where everybody's clicked, but uh, – you know, they, they have a couple losses just because that's the nature of it. You know, you can't have everybody on every night. Um, but it, it was really fun to see, again, at, at its highest level and when everything's clicking and spacing's good and guys are feeling good and the ball's going in the basket, that's what the Jazz can look like. Uh, going over the Bucks statistics for a moment, uh, they shot 44.9% from the field. They were 13 of 42 from three, 31%. Uh, Giannis led the way with 35 points, eight rebounds, four assists. He had a block. Uh, Chris Middleton with a really nice night, 31 points, 10 boards, four assists uh, for him. Uh, Drew Holiday with 17 points, uh, five assists, four rebounds. Uh, Brooke Lopez with 10. DiVincenzo with uh, with 11 and then didn't get much uh, coming off the off the bench for the Bucks, But uh, you get 35 from Anna DiCupo and 31 from Middleton and still come away with a win. That's that's not bad. The Bucks dodged a big-time bullet there. I mean, Giannis fell hard on that hip. He did. Um, but I loved, you know, he, he basically took the break to walk it off and, uh, you know, came back in right away, didn't, didn't miss any time. Uh, I love to see that in a guy, you know, just says how tough he is. And they talk always about how hard he plays. And then I could watch Chris Middleton play forever. I think he is so smooth and makes everything he does look really easy. Uh, those two guys are a really good combination. Middleton's such a great modern-day basketball player. Can just do a lot of stuff. Uh, he's big. He's bigger than you'd think. He can play defense. Uh, obviously, he can rebound. He had 10 rebounds tonight. He can just shoot the crap out of the ball. He's, he's really a perfect player to put you next to uh, next to Giannis. So those two are, are going to win a lot of basketball games this year. I know they're, what, uh, uh, five and four on the season, which is probably not what a lot of us expected, but uh, I still think this Bucks team is going to be really good. No, I do too. And, and this is, I mean, all you need to know about the start of the season, right? The Jazz are now one game out of first place in the West through nine. And, uh, you know, first place in the East is seven and two. The Bucks are five and four. So um, I, I talked about it the other night. I mean, you, you have a couple of games that don't go your way against teams you're quote unquote supposed to beat. You feel like you lose an opportunity. I loved the bounce back. I loved the way they came out tonight with a ton of energy, ton of swag, got that thing done after disappointing nights. And um, the key, as you mentioned, is everybody played well. Yeah, it was a big difference. There's no doubt. All right, let's go back to Milwaukee. Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. We'll get started here with Tony Jones, The Athletic. 
Coach, I thought the um, the 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 key juncture was the the number of stops you guys put together with Faves and um, and Rudy Gobert on the floor at the, the beginning of the fourth quarter. What did you think of what they were able to accomplish defensively during that that uh, that run? And is it something that's worth uh, exploring uh, as we go for head further into the season? Well, it's something that's been explored. Uh, you haven't seen it as much, um, you know, because matchups and, and games haven't dictated as much. Um, but we know what those two guys can do. Uh, I think the, the key thing that they did offensively is they ran. And really, that's true um, of our whole team tonight. But, you know, that that's an imposing duo on the defensive end. Um, you know, and it's something that obviously, you know, that's why we used it. Um, that lineup, and I think, is we get more integrated. Um, you know, obviously, you'll see it again. Um, but the, it gave us a real lift, particularly, I think, at the beginning of the second quarter. But, you know, every, everybody, you know, Fave and Rudy were, were good by themselves. Um, and I think our whole team, we ran. And that has to be, we have to have the mental discipline to run the whole game. And it's something we can do for each other. Um, and, you know, th th that's the type of basketball we need to play. And it allows us to attack the rim, and, you know, and get get threes, get shots, and make plays for each other as well. And Anderson, KSLsports.com. Beyond his shooting, Royce might have had his best stat line of his career and was really good in the second half against Giannis. What did you see from him? Well, Royce's ability to, to defend bigger players, um, you know, allows Rudy and Fabe to have a presence uh, on the weak side. And, you know, we know we're going to give up some jump shots and that, but, you know, it really allows us to, to have more of a presence at the rim. Um, when those guys aren't necessarily guarding the ball, um, they can help. So Royce, you know, Royce's toughness and his willingness to take those matchups. Um, we knew coming into the game that he was going to get some open looks and, you know, he's no different than Mike or Donovan or Boyan or JC. We, we want those guys to, you know, shoot the ball when they're open and have confidence in them. And we have confidence in Royce. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hugh, the, the stat that stood out to me is tonight you guys had only 10 turnovers and the Bucks scored only 11 points off of them. Seemed like there was really kind of a concerted effort to kind of take care of some of those lazy passes that have been dogging you the last few games. What can you say about uh, keeping better control of the ball tonight? Well, I, I said it before, and I think it's, it's really true. Um, you know, this time on the plus side, uh, our spacing makes all the difference in the world. Um, when we're not playing pick and roll with our bigs, if they're flat on the baseline, um, you know, the wings are not six feet out of the corner at the break. They're literally in the corner. Um, the guy in the high quadrant, you know, has to be up high. So those passes are, you know, able to be made. And I think, again, the, the running stretches the floor and it opens the floor up and we're able to shoot quicker in the possession. So we don't have as many possessions where the ball is kind of being grounded out and we allow people to kind of get into us and be physical with us. So I, I think, you know, certainly the mindset, but if you look at a lot of the turnovers that we've had, um, the ones that jump out at all of us, um, our team included, uh, they're usually, there's common denominators in that. And oftentimes it starts at the beginning of the possession um, where we don't get any force in the possession. And um, again, the precision of our spacing, you know, allows us 
you know, to, to be more accurate with our passing. And I think you, you saw that tonight. Eric Woodyard, uh, excuse me, ESPN. <laughs> Coach, I'm, I'm, I know you're a guy that's in the statistics and stuff like that. It's a couple franchise records you guys set tonight. 25 three-pointers, that's the most in franchise history. First team in history to have five players at least make four three-pointers in the same game. Um, when you look at a team, you know, you guys were trying to get back on the right track. What can it, you know, what do you think when you hear those numbers and what can this do for you guys moving forward as guys are trying to find that rhythm? Well, I think more than the total number, um, the balance is something um, that I think is significant for us. And um, that's, you know, that that's a strength of our team that we've got a lot of guys that can, you know, that can make those shots. And, you know, it's been something we've been, you know, banging that drum from the first day. You know, we want guys to to take 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 threes. I, I think the other part of it that's that's important is is those threes. You have to take the ones that come off the dribble. I thought Mike's three late. Um, you know, really pushed it up and over the top. You know, that was a big big shot. Um, and you know they're taking those threes off the dribble, um, but they're also getting in the paint. And when you get in the paint, you know, having poise in the paint and getting your eyes out and finding people. Uh, those are the shots. The catch and shoot threes are the ones that, that are golden. And sometimes it's harder to generate those than others. And we've got a lot of guys that are doing it for each other. You know, Boyan tonight had a couple of possessions where he drove in and, you know, kept his feet and was poised and let the defense collapse. And, you know, he found somebody in the corner. JC did it. They're all, it's not even that guys are taking those shots, that they're all getting them for one another. Um, and when we're doing that, you know, that's, that's the way we want to play and it becomes difficult to guard. Okay. That's all the time we have. Thank you, coach. That was coach Quinn Snyder, uh, coach Tim Lacombe. What'd you think about some of his comments? I loved how much time he talked in pregame and postgame about spacing. It has been an issue. Um, I mentioned, I recall talking to Alex Jensen on the slow start last year and Alex talked about, you know, until our spacing is precise, we're not going to get everything we want. Um, Quinn talked about it, you know, when you run the floor in transition and your big mans, you know, they run and stretch that defense and your wings don't just run to the free throw line extended, but they bounce off those corners and they, they, they stretch that defense all the way to the corner and the lanes that that opens up, you know, watch that Milwaukee film, what they try to do. Um, but Quinn couldn't be more on. I feel like that was the case. The guy, they ran, everybody ran. Um, and the other thing I'll point out, you know, 31 assists and only 10 turnovers. So that's a 3.1 to 1, which is pretty much unheard of team-wide. Um, but that is an indicator. People always say, how can you tell if they're playing with focus or poise? Or That's the indicator. And they didn't have those loose ones tonight where they just came down and just dumped a ball off to somebody without thinking. Everything they did had a purpose, and I thought that was pretty easy to tell. Yeah, that uh, assist number I thought would jump out to you. And didn't you uh, – I don't know if you heard, I'm sure you did, uh, Booner threw that in in the uh, the shoot-around report, how important important that stat was going to be. I thought, hmm, I hope Tim is listening to that. He brings that up a lot. Uh, let's uh, let's check out your uh, Master of the Glass tonight by Safe, uh, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. They're here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. Uh, at the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Your Master of the Glass tonight, Rudy Gobert, as usual. Uh, 14 rebounds to go along with his nine points and four block shots. 
He had four offensive rebounds. Royce O'Neal with another strong re- rebounding performance. He had eight uh, tonight. Overall, the Jazz out-rebounded the Bucs 50-45. Uh, to 45. And, uh, you know, Rudy and Royce, they, they do a, a really nice job cleaning up the boards for this Jazz team. It's pretty amazing, actually, given that Royce is six foot five. Yeah, this Jazz team is an elite rebounding team, I would say. I mean, they're in the top five in the league. Um, and what's great is this Milwaukee Bucks team is a great rebounding team, too. Um, and the Jazz just kind of went right right to them and took the fight to them and out-rebounded them, which I had was one of the keys. Um, you know, they can't give them second-chance shots. And the Jazz only gave up nine offensive rebounds tonight and got ten themselves. So um, just, you know, across the board, you go through every stat. This is, I guess, when the Jazz are really playing, this is what they're capable of doing. Go Where Love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 131 to 118 is your final. We'll have more sound for you coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz winners over the Bucks on the road. 131 to 118. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Check him out online, uh, markmillersubaru.com. Let's get to your points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Uh, taking a look at your points in the paint. Uh, Bucks actually outscored the Jazz 50-40, to 40, but on a team with Giannis, it's probably not a big shocker. No, and, and as many times as they get, he gets it deep in there. Um, yeah, that's, that's not one that you necessarily worry about. I'd probably be more worried if they gave up. You know, the fast break points were more out of whack or threes, but, yeah, you'll kind of live with that. We'll certainly end on a night where you, you make 25 three-pointers on 53 attempts. That might not spell a 50-point-in-the-paint night for the Utah Jazz either. That was the other thing. I was just going to say, why don't they just do that every night? 25 threes? Just, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why that, that hasn't been done. Why doesn't that happen? I mean, I why, mean does, why do they wait to do this franchise record stuff? <laughs> they need to like do it hard. more often. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why, why can't Mike Conley shoot 5 of 10 from 3 uh, every single night? Why can't Donovan go 4 of 9? Uh, in fact, uh, let's, we might as well uh, do that while we're here. The three-point feature is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Rolling off some of the numbers, the Jazz franchise record 25 makes and from three on 53 attempts. Uh, I mentioned uh, Mike Conley's, Donovan Mitchell's, uh, Bogdanovich was four of ten. Royce O'Neal, how about Royce? Six of eight. From three for Royce O'Neal. George Niang was one of three coming in off the bench. Jordan Clarkson, five of 12 from three. And, hey, we should we should make this the Royce O'Neal postgame. Uh, in no all seriousness, that might have been the best game of his career. The That's what I was going to ask you. You've watched, so well. you've watched every – like, can you think of games that he played better than that? Kyle, not a, I mean, not off the top of my head. Um, I, I think not only was the stat line amazing. I mean, six of eight, all from three, by the way, 18 points. He had six assists and eight rebounds and three steals uh, and a block shot on a night where he spent, you know, a chunk of the night guarding Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. It, what's amazing to me is the energy it takes to be Royce O'Neal and, and do all those things. I, You know, he is the one guy defensively that has to just absolutely be clued in and locked in. And, again, he's going to have matchups at times. Kyrie Irving, we talked about the other night, got the better of him. Um, 
you know, but I, I don't, I just don't want us to take this for granted. I think like you say, Royce played so well tonight and really even when Royce, uh, you know, has a tough matchup, he's always gamer and, and is capable and he shoots a great percentage from three. So great job by Royce O'Neal. I know he at times, you know, is the one guy that people lash out again uh, on the defensive side, but man, you got to like the way he played. And he picked up a taunting technical foul. Yeah, he went like 3D with the the headband or whatever. Well, he, I think he did the three goggles, oh, goggles. and then kind of threw them at... Uh, he put them in his face. Yeah. And I think that if you, he just got a little too close. Just a little too close. That's, <laughs> right. That's all right. But if he's going to have a game like that, you know what, Royce, knock yourself out. You Maybe I should it. start doing that on every Jazz 3 to you <laughs> across the desk here. I don't know if that Three gogs. Yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Milwaukee. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. We'll start with T, uh, TJ from the Athletic, Tony Jones. Uh, Donovan, I know you had 30 um, before this year, but this but this, this was, you know, a lot more calm. You know, the reads were there, and you seemed like, you know, they, they didn't, they weren't able to speed you up. What were you seeing out there and, would you say that this was your best game of the season? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the game definitely can be, but I think there's just a lot of certain things that the same looks I was getting, you know, I'm, I'm starting to make a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like there are certain possessions where I kind of got sped up for sure, but there's certain shots that I'm just getting and I'm making, you know, as opposed to going two or 10 from the three, it's, you know, I don't know how many I had tonight, but like, it's just, it just feels different, like you said, but it's definitely letting the game come to me as well. Uh, pushing the pace, you know, not trying to, do everything, but just go out there and just let the game come and just play, you know, and then defend, you know, losing yourself within the game in that way. Next up, Steve McGargy from AP. Yes. Hey. It was a close game heading into the fourth quarter, and then y'all score, I think, the first 12 in that final period, holding scoreless for about five minutes. Just what were y'all doing well there that was able to kind of turn it up a notch defensively? I'm just moving the ball, you know, and defending at a high level. You know, that's the team we are. That's the team we have to be. You know, we, we, the last two games, last few games don't really represent who we are. Um, and I think that's, we have to stay at that level. You know, we can't bring it against Milwaukee uh, and not bring it against New York. We got to be able to find a way to that guy, uh, you know, and, and continue to play at that level. Um, but at the end of the day, this is one game. Uh, we can't play like this and then, you know, have a letdown in Detroit. Um, so that's really where, you know, I think we're at as a team right now. You know, we're, good. we're happy we, we played well here. But, you know, I think this Detroit team beat a good Suns team tonight, and we got to be ready for that. Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Donovan. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on not playing with Joe Ingles for the first time in your career. Uh, yeah, you know, I definitely you, you feel it as far as being able to having to bring the ball up every time. Uh, myself and Mike, you know, usually kind of have Joe there to kind of defer and then, you know, kind of space away or him and Fabe in the pick and roll. It was weird. Um, there are a lot of things I didn't realize that Joe does, you know, until he's not there. And, then, and it's not even just the game. You know, you got pregame warm-ups. You got a little handshake. You got intros. got a handshake. You know, him yelling certain things in the locker room at 20 minutes on the clock, um, kind of giving you a little inside stuff. And then there's just little things that you, 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 you miss. And then you get on the court. And then his presence, like I said, handling the ball, uh, defending on the perimeter, uh, talking, you know. But I think when, when we have the tendency of the team, you know, when the guy gets – you know, the guys out, especially a guy like Joe, and this next man up, next man up mentality, and everybody was was locked in and ready to go. But you know, it's definitely weird to have not have him out there. But he'll be back next game. Um, and he had a 
a really, a really tremendous streak. You know, props to him uh, for doing that in his career. But um, it's pretty wild that he was at 318 or 381, one of those, one of those two. Uh, but that's impressive for sure. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. John, you guys hit a franchise record 25 threes tonight. And as Quinn points out, it's it's not just simply the number that you hit, but kind of the distribution of them. Six from Royce, five each from uh, Mike and JC, four from you and, and Bogey. What made you guys so effective beyond the arc tonight? Well, just pushing the ball. I think that's it. You know, a lot of times just playing, keeping the defense on their heels. You know, instead of us, the defense dictating what we do, we kind of dictated the whole the whole game. You know, that's really what it is. You know, they're a team for blowing stuff up and, you know, making us use other actions. We didn't allow that to happen today. Um, you look at a game against uh, Minnesota, you know, they kind of played similar, um, you know, as far as trying to blow stuff up. They kind of allowed them to do that and they kind of dictated the whole game. This game, we came out, you know, was ready for it and ready, continuing to push and continue to fight through. Um, it's not easy to keep running uh, and continue to push the face, but we did it and we got to continue to do it. Also, you got to stop shooting on the Mets, man. That's, I saw that on Twitter today. I was kind of messed up, Eric. I know I can't see you, um, but, you know, and I don't want any new Mets fans on this uh, on the Zoom call either, by the way. Uh, we were good. Thank you. LGM, LGM. <laughs> Braves fan, man. I can't help it. You look like Ozzy um, Elvis. Fair enough. Hey, that's my twin. That's my twin. All right. Uh, next question, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Yeah, first, go White Sox. And secondly, Donovan, uh, when you're playing this well, does it, I mean, it has to feel differently. What is it like to just to be in the zone? What is working? Is it slower? What is it? As far as the team or myself? For, for you personally. Um, for me, this is, you know, for me, this is what I expect to play like every night, you know, as far as being able to distribute the ball. I think I had one turnover tonight, um, being able to make the game easy on myself. This is how I expect to play. You know, this is kind of where I'm at in my head, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, to be honest with you, like I'm at a point now where it's like, this is one game, you know, this is the same, like two days ago, I was eight to 23, you know, four turnovers, um, like the game before that wasn't shooting it well or whatever. Like, so for me, it's like, look, I played a good game, but. You know, I got to get ready for Detroit because we can't, you know, keep fluctuating because that's not going to help us. It's not going to help the team. I just got to find ways to keep staying steady, take what I learned from this game and, and move on. Uh, but this right here for me is, is what I expected myself. Uh, but now I got to continue to do it because, you know, it's been a really pretty rocky first start. So for me, it's just like, look, we had a good game tonight, but we played Detroit and they got a lot of length, a lot of good defenders, a lot of, and they're a tough team to play. So they'll be ready for that. All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you, Donovan. There you go. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell, who had a very nice night tonight, leading the way for the Jazz with 32 points, seven assists, five rebounds, did it on uh, shooting 50% from the field, 12 of 24, four of nine from, from three. But a lot of his answers there, Tim, coming back to consistency. You heard him say they can't uh, play like this against Milwaukee and play like they did against uh, New York. Yeah, and they've got to find ways to get easy baskets. Uh, I, I think Donovan actually, he must have said it three times, but you know, talked about how hard it is to run consistently. And, but realizing that that's a real advantage the Jazz have. And um, you know, that's just something that it, it's a little different than what we're used to. Uh, and then maybe that's why it takes, it's taken a little more time for everybody to click with it. Um, but I don't think there's any doubt that them playing up tempo and finding 15 to 20 points a game in transition 
is a really good thing for this team. And Donovan was on point tonight. He, you know, again, part of the way you can tell is that one turnover. He was really locked in and made good decisions with the ball. Yeah, because we've been seeing him consistently right around three or four turnovers. So that's a little bit uh, different from him. And he did. He played with a little bit of an edge tonight. And this, I thought, was was Donovan Mitchell's best game of the year. Yeah. And part of the turnover thing, too, goes back to spacing. Because if a guy is not in the deep corner and he's up six feet off and you drive a lane, you know, his defender is going to be closer to you. And it's going to be easy to easier for that defender in help to guard to show a body to you and get home uh, to the shooter and, and also to, you know, deflect balls away. So that spacing is really huge. Um, and really the Jazz passed that test glowingly tonight. The spacing was terrific. Real quick, uh, before we get uh, back to some more sound from Milwaukee, it's a final. Utah State beat New Mexico tonight 82-46. to 46. Two nights ago they beat them 77-45. to 45. New Mexico is not a bad team. That's a That's a just – demolishment right there from the Aggies. How the Aggies that? are playing well. I think it's all about their play-by-play guy. I think it is, too. It's all Scotty G all the time. Sam, I am. And let's go back to Milwaukee where uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson is addressing the media. All right, let's get going here. We'll start with uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Jordan, I just wanted to get your perspective on what it was like to play with both uh, Rudy and Fave out there, kind of that big lineup. Uh, it was good. You know, they did a good job of running, rebounding, um, and defending, you know, moving on the perimeter. Um, you know, they were those bigs were um, spaced with, you know, Brooke um, and Bobby Portis out there, you know, being able to close out to them, uh, keep continuing to rotate. It was uh, very good for us. Um, I think they did a good job. Next, we'll go to uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. JC, after you guys have had several games of, you know, 20 or more turnovers tonight, you cut it down to 10, Bucks only 11 points off of those. What was kind of the key in, in finally kind of taking care of uh, some of that looseness with the ball and, and what impact did that have? Uh, just the spacing um, and us getting into our spots. Uh, you know, without that spacing, it's causing us to, uh, make decisions that, you know, we, we are used to making and um, it's making the defense easier to, you know, close and uh, close space on it. So, um, and definitely valuing the ball, you know, making the right plays and the right reads, playing off two, um, using ball fakes and, you know, making the right play and the right reads. Um, like I said, it's just valuing the ball and uh, just getting our spacing right. We'll go Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. JC, uh, Derek Fever said when you guys are scoring like you are tonight, it just makes everyone else's job easier. What goes into finding that scoring balance on any given night? Uh, I mean, all of us are talented. Uh, we can get to the rim. We can all make plays. We can all hit threes. Um, we can all get in the paint. Uh, makes us all very versatile and uh, able to do that. So on any given night, I think, uh, all of us are able to, you know, get in double digits. So it makes the team, uh, makes us tough to guard. So, um, <clears throat> and it makes the game so much easier, you know, because defense, they don't know what to do. Close out, um, blitz us, put in, getting put in rotation so much. Uh, I feel like uh, the game just becomes so much more easier when, when everybody's just flowing and 
um, you know, taking shots and just playing, playing free. Eric Walton, Salt Lake Tribune. JC, I was wondering if you could uh, tell us about the, the game that Royce had. He's a guy who had to kind of step up and, and take on a little bit more with Joe out tonight. And it seemed like he was a little more aggressive on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been telling him to shoot that, um, you know, because, you know, some guys, they, they try to muck off of him and, you know, throw different coverages at him. Um, but, you know, we've been preaching that. Coach been saying it to everybody, really, just shoot the ball when you open, catch. Um, 0.5 reads, you know what I mean? Just catching, ripping, making a play for somebody else or shooting. So uh, seeing Royce have a game like that, we know he can do that. We know he can shoot the ball. Um, you know, we confident in him doing that. So um, expect more of those games from him, uh, getting up more threes, uh, having those opportunities to make those shots and uh, uh, put them up as well. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Jordan, how helpful was it to actually have a shoot around this morning? Um, I mean, I like to sleep in, so we had to get up super early and like go test and stuff like that. But I mean, it was cool. But if I could have slept in, I would have loved that even way more. But definitely, uh, locking in, shoot around, um, you know, walking through the plays. Uh, getting our offense um, spacing and, you know, touching on little things like that after the few, few losses that we had uh, in New York um, was definitely good for us. But, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go one last question from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. This is kind of random, but uh, just trying to get something for the upcoming trip, you know, the, the remainder of the games. What is the strangest, weirdest thing about being on the road in a pandemic? Um, it was really weird in New York, just seeing no traffic, nobody on the street. Um, but everything else, it's just been kind of chill, you know. Um, you know, we got Postmates, Grubhub, all those things that are still able to um, come deliver food, stuff like that. So it's not like the bubble where uh, we get in trouble for going to get uh, chicken wings and stuff like that. So um, we able to get good food. Um, and yeah, it's still cool. All right, Jordan, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Jordan Clarkson, uh, who was uh, who was terrific tonight. He had uh, the 26 total points, 10 of 20 shooting, 5 of 12 from 3, he had 20 points in the first half, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Love that, though, because, of course, the, the narrative is the shoot-around helped and the shot-around this morning. What difference does that make? And Jordan said, basically, uh, he likes to sleep in, so he would have rather done that. <laughs> the good vibe tribe speaks. And I gotta love that guy. I think that I'm... I'm probably, I'd love to hang with that dude. He sounds so fun to just hang around. And uh, I love his approach. Nothing really kind of ruffles his feathers. Nope. And, I mean, he's a perfect reliever. And, and really, that's what he is. He's a kind of like wild thing running out of the bullpen. But that's what he does. He comes in he comes in games and, you know, is a huge part of, of the Jazz offense. Yeah, and, and he's really good for the role that the Jazz have him play. They just want him to come in, play like his hair's on fire, take shots, get shots, create his own shots. And, uh, I mean, that's that's really what is what he does. If, if Royce O'Neal's role is really hard, 
Jordan Clarkson role is is probably difficult as well, but I think it's a little more fun. Yeah, it's it's kind of the difference between a, you know, Royce is a drummer. He's trying to keep the whole thing together, and Jordan's just the guy up there with the guitar. You know, the the fifteen thousand dollar guitar that's just pleasing everyone with his sweet riffs. So it really is the difference. And the one thing I will say about Jordan that I love about the way he plays is you you see him play in direct lines. Um, he is always looking to score. And when he gets that thing, how many times have we seen, he's almost like a, a power forward guard. And the way he drives that thing right down Broadway every single time, gets right to the front of the rim. And he'll either score it, hit that little turnaround or that little fade, or he'll find somebody, dump it off to a big or something. I just like the way his his mindset is to play aggressive. I know this is more a football thing, but he's got kind of that nose for daylight, right? You're exactly like, right. Like a, like a running back where he's just patient, and then all of a sudden he sees that shot open up, and bam, he's right all over. No, he's a, he's definitely a, he, he challenges the defense every single time he touches the ball. All right, uh, Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. 131-118 to 118 is your final Jazz beat the Bucks on the road. We have more sound from Milwaukee coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, your final Jazz beat the Bucks tonight, 131 to 118. Uh, Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, I think I just said that. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru uh, retailer. Big-time win for the Jazz. They moved to 5-4 and four, uh, on the season. Milwaukee uh, also at 5-4. and four. This was their first home loss tonight, Tim, and I know – Maybe home court advantage isn't uh, quite the same with uh, no fans in the stands. And, and to be honest, it's still kind of weird to watch it. But, uh, you know, anytime you go on the road and beat a team like the Bucks, it's probably a pretty good sign you played well. Yeah, I think with Giannis on the floor, it really doesn't matter how many fans are in the stands. That's a beast. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, you take that one, you run, you, you get dressed up really warm before you go get out on the bus because I guarantee it's freezing cold. Um, and, man, you, you just get a jump in your step after a couple disappointing nights for the Jazz to come out um, and win that game in Milwaukee. That was that was just a, a great, great bounce back and, and statement by the Jazz. Not too bad, actually. 30 degrees right now in Milwaukee. Yeah, but it feels – windshield's got to be brutal. Wind, Every time uh, I've been there, I've li- I seriously – I love the town, but I've been – I've gone always in the cold. Here's got to be the tough part. So wind right now 10 miles an hour. Love you. Here's your Milwaukee weather report. But humidity, 69%. No, I'm telling you, dude. Oh, that makes it so much no, colder. We played there a couple oh. times through the years. And, I, oh, man. There and Minnesota. Yeah. Bone chill. Coming off of the water. Uh, well, yeah. One thing, David, uh, speaking of Giannis, one thing uh, Locke mentioned a few times, he's he's 100% right. The, the thing you got to love about Giannis is that dude is playing hard uh, for the entire game. Even the, even the play... Uh, where he got up and and fell on the hip, uh, he was it was just because he was trying to make an outstanding play on the ball on Rudy Gobert and and just happened to get uh, kind of head over heels a little bit, uh, but it was because <laughs> he plays so hard. I mean, it's so impressive. Yeah, and that's you know we talk about it all the time. The all the all the different tie guys sitting out because they don't want to play whatever. But man, you got to respect. Uh, to me, a guy who who gives everything, and then in a situation like that where really the game was was pretty much over, 
and he he still came back. Um, and I, I really like the that young player. You know, I think he was, he's a great young player, and he's got man, he's got a great great future ahead of him. All right, let's go back to Milwaukee, where Derek Favors is addressing the media. Hey, Dave, hey, Dave. Uh, we had 25 points in the first half. It was looking really good, and then you guys really changed the defense on him, and it, he did look a little bit gimpy there, too, in the second half. But what was the key to kind of slowing him and the Milwaukee attack down? Um, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, a team, it was a team effort. I mean, um, you know, Giannis, he's a good player, two-time MVP, and, you know, averaging, I don't know what he's averaging, about 25, 30 points a game. So, you know, nobody in the league can really guard him one-on-one. It's just... um. You know, he got to his spots. He would make some tough shots in the first half. In the second half, we, you know, kind of shrunk the court a little bit on him, um, played a little bit physical with him, um, and just tried to make him make the tough shots. You know, if he was going to drive to the paint the whole time, he was going to have to make some tough ones over me and Rudy. So, you know, as a team, we just tried to make make it tough for him. And, um, you know, it worked in our favor tonight. Next, we'll go uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Fave, you guys have had a, a couple of games now where maybe your defensive adjustments haven't worked out and uh, it just hasn't gone as well on the defensive end. Does it feel nice? And I mean, what's it like when you're, you know, you're having trouble with Giannis in the first half and then you find a way to kind of combat what he's doing and see it come together like that in the end of the game? Yeah, I mean, it felt good. I mean, the NBA game is this 48 minutes, you know, um, you know, guys, good players, they're going to have runs. They're going to make tough shots. You know, like tonight, some guys have 20 in the first quarter or the first half, whatever. But you just got to stick with it. You know, it's, it's a 48-minute game, you know, two halves. And I think tonight, you know, we played good offensively. And, you know, Milwaukee is like the number one offensive team in the league right now. Um, I think in the second half, like I said, we just played as a team. We stuck with it. Uh, we kept, <clears throat> excuse me, we kept making plays on the offensive end, uh, kept getting stops on the defensive end. And, you know, we just came together as a team. The the defense was there. We was communicating, and everybody took the challenge one on one of guarding their man. And offensively, we were sharing the ball. We was um, attacking the paint, getting open threes. Uh, me and Rudy did a good job of just setting good screens and and running the floor on offense on the offensive end, and really getting the the bus to kind of come in on the, on in the paint and open up threes for the guards. So it was a good team effort for us. <clears throat> Another question from Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. It uh, looked like old times with you and, Ru- and Rudy out there on the floor together. Um, I mean, how do you feel about playing with him? And then obviously, why did you think that matchup worked so well defensively, especially at the beginning of that fourth quarter? Um, it's still a work in progress. Um, we still got to work on spacing, still got to work on uh, on the chemistry. But I think it, it worked for us in, this, in the second half as far as just shrinking the court defensively. Um, like I said before, just making it hard for uh, for the Giannis and the Bucks to attack the paint. Um, we was getting back out contesting their threes. Um, and, it, and it just worked. Um, like I said before, we were just doing a good job of setting screens, attacking the offensive boards, um, really running the court. And on defense, shrinking the court, um, making it tough, contesting all the shots at the rim, contesting jumpers. Um, and just really played with a lot of effort. And the guards just did a great job of just continually making shots, making plays off the pick and roll, off the dribble. And it worked for us tonight. And everyone, we have time for one last question. It's from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Fave, I had a chance to talk with you before this season started about just being a part of a team with so many offensive weapons. What is it like to actually see that come together in a game like tonight, just such the, the balanced scoring effort, whether it's Jordan and Royce and Mike and Don? Yeah, it makes it easier for everybody. 
um, <clears throat> once those guys start making shots, then the next guy, he's going to be open. Then eventually, you know, me and Rudy will start being opened up under the paint or being able to get easy offensive rebounds. So just to see the ball movement and seeing guys make shots and it just makes the offense run smoothly. It makes, makes it easier for everybody else. And it makes everybody want to play defense. Once you see the ball going to the basket, um, as a player, it makes you want to play harder, make you want to play with more energy. So it was good to see, especially Boyan. It was good to see him, um, you know, get get out of the slump he he's been in and just start making shots. And everybody was happy for him. And JC Royce did a great job just playing defense and knocking down shots, making big plays for us. So, you know, it was a whole team effort. And um, like I said before, it makes it easier for the whole team. All right, thanks, Derek. Appreciate it. There's Derek Favors uh, coming in off the bench tonight. He was two or three, had four points, grabbed six boards, had an assist, and uh, grabbed a block shot as well. You heard him talk about it. You know, feels like the, it's especially true with his Jazz team. When somebody gets it going, it seems to be contagious. Yeah, and it just takes the one person to get it going and playing really, really hard and getting everybody else to follow. Um, I, I liked, you know, his comments on the – on the big man lineup, you know, it's nice to have that versatility, be able to play those guys together. And Faves even hit one like, uh, you know, 15-foot short corner, yeah. which was really nice. They weren't guarding him, and he knocked it in. So um, it's another way the Jazz can play and match up to teams, and, and it looked good tonight. Fave likes that little jumper. If you if you give oh, him yeah. room, he's going to knock that down. In fact, that was true uh, several years ago uh, when he was here the first time. So a dunk is eggs and bacon. That's... What's a 15-footer for him? Uh, English muffin. Okay. <laughs> he not... went with the English muffin. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to ask. We're gonna ask to have. I love though putting clock. you on the spot, and you came up with a cool answer. <laughs> I mean, it's late, and we've been here, you know, a couple nights, and I just love the answer. An English muffin. Thank you. Thank you. We'll 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 have to ask David. Maybe they, you know David comes up with those snappy things. Yeah, I so I, well. I know. We'll I, I I just want to ask you because you come up with creative stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, let's go back to Milwaukee. Uh, the man of the night, as far as I'm concerned, Royce O'Neal is uh, talking to the uh, media. All right, we'll uh, start with questions from uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Royce, what was the key for you guys defensively in that second half? I mean, you guys turned your defense around, especially on Giannis. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we know we had to lock in. Uh, you know, we kind of, our second halves haven't been the best lately. Um, so we knew we had to come out with a lot of energy. Uh, we knew they were going to attack us, so we just had a lot of focus on that. And then on the offense, and then our defense helps us on the offense end. Next question from uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. It's got to be nice for you to have uh, an offensive night like you had, uh, especially, you know, I think it was six of eight and all of it from three-point range. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we were moving the ball on the offensive end. Uh, I mean, I was just taking open shots and knocking them down. Uh, you know, the guys finding me when I'm open, us finding each other. I think we broke, like, franchise record for threes, so. Andy, if you have another question, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you know, with you got eight three-point shots as much as you made six of them, you know. I, I guess, how how do you want, do you want to continue to take that many shots in a game? And kind of where do you find that trigger line of where you should be taking shots? I mean, if I'm open, I'm going to shoot it. I mean, you know, space out of the floor, you know, try to help those guys. I mean, try to just make the right reads, whether I'm shooting or driving to the basket for somebody else. Uh, I think, you know, we got a lot of unselfish guys. We just want to move the ball, you know, start the blender. Uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Royce, Donovan's had a few games where 
he scored well, but it's came hard for him. Um, and tonight it seemed like he was really playing within the flow of the offense and, you know, efficiently also getting other guys good looks too. Is it nice to see him kind of break open and kind of play within the flow of the game like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a long season. I mean, Donovan, you know, all the work he's putting in uh, off the court, you know, behind behind the scenes, uh, you know, we have a lot of confidence, confidence in him to take those shots and we're going to keep encouraging you know, he's playmaking for everybody else. So, I mean, I mean, everybody just being playing confident, really. All right, Royce, I think that's everyone. Appreciate your time. There you go, Royce O'Neal. Player uh, of the game. Yeah, he was he was just fantastic on both sides of the floor. Shot the ball incredibly well. Six of eight from three, six of eight from the floor. 18 points, eight rebounds, six assists, three steals, and a block. What a game. What a game for Royce O'Neal. So David Locke on his podcast today talked about Royce specifically and, you know, how he's going to draw the toughest matchup. And he kind of made comparisons between Royce and the other, you know, guys, standout guys that are kind of 3 and D in the league. And not one of them came close, you know, in terms of what Royce offers on the offensive end. Um, so, I mean, there's some give and take there. And, and you know, this week was interesting because we watched him you know, he, he was fully ready to go in and guard KD. KD can't play. So his mindset changes completely, and he goes to guard Kyrie, which is, you know, that's hard for anyone. And and Kyrie had a night, but it just talks. I mean, to me, that's that's the best part about this team is they seem to, to adjust and bounce back. And, you know, again, we as, as analysts, broadcasters, and fans, you know, we want to analyze everything to the very bottom. But – the bottom line is it is this this season is a process and I mean I've, I I keep being encouraged because I've seen a lot of really good things. It's just a matter of getting them all to work together at the same time. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now on Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Uh, we will get your play of the game coming up next, uh, as well as uh, Coach Combs' final thoughts. Before we look forward to Sunday afternoon showdown with the Detroit Pistons, 131 to 118 use for your final jazz beat the Bucks here on the Jazz Radio Network. Bogdanovich drives, goes to the window, rises up, catches the ceiling, impacted. Bullion, don't do me like that. Oh my, where did that come from? David Locke right there, your play of the game. Brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Big win for the Utah Jazz tonight in Milwaukee over the Bucks, 131 to 118. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you tonight. Uh, Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. And uh, that was a Boyan Bogdanovich going in and dunking over a rookie from Utah State, Sam Merrill. But Bogdanovich, considering he really struggled against the Knicks, uh, got rid of that uh, brace for his wrist and played better tonight. 7 of 16 from the field, 4 of 10 from 3, 20 points, 5 boards, and 3 assists. It's crazy when you see the first one go in, how big a difference it makes. I know that we've seen Quinn go to him, but uh, you know when he, when he is on, when his – um, you know, when his ball's going in the basket, it just makes this team so much more difficult and, and feels like it really kind of opens things up for everybody. Um, I, I, I don't know that you can look at one guy on the team tonight and say, you know, they didn't play great. I think everybody played really well. But most importantly, they played together and they played with a purpose. And Quinn talked about force. It's a big word for this team. 
Um, but uh, a lot of force exhibited tonight, and I don't know that many people thought the Jazz would win tonight, and it's just the way this thing works, you know. Just like the night the, they, they were up big on the Knicks and we thought the Jazz had that thing, it's, uh, it's very, very unpredictable out there. Well, I think it's important tonight, uh, and I, I won't say the wheels began to wobble at the end of the third because that's being overly dramatic, but the Bucks started to put a couple of things together and, and make a move, and you and I were sitting here thinking, well, are they going to hang on or are they going to let the Bucks back in the game? And uh, it was a critical moment because they actually pulled away in the fourth quarter. Not only did they hang on, but they made it comfortable, and uh, it really wasn't even an issue down the stretch. And our guy Royce made the shot that kind of stopped the Iced run. It. Yeah. yeah. He made that left wing three um, after the Jazz got a stop. And, man, stops and scores in transition, they, they're just backbreakers when, it, when a team's fighting to get back. And that was an awesome play by Royce. Absolutely. And, again, this, uh, our, our post game tonight should, should be dominated by Royce O'Neal conversation because he was, he was really, really terrific. But uh, a lot of the Jazz team was great tonight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with 32, uh, Jordan Clarkson with 26. Um, Mike Conley tonight, we haven't talked a ton about him, Tim, but uh, he had 17 points. He was 5 of 10 from 3, which is great, but uh, had 10 assists tonight uh, and only two turnovers. So Mike Conley may, may not be the headliner, but he played well. Yeah, and it's just, uh, again, with Mike, you know, he can help you in so many ways. He hit some big shots too, um, but his assists and, and his ability to kind of get everybody going – uh, as a point guard should, was was really instrumental in the Jazz win tonight. Yeah, no uh, no doubt about it. A couple other numbers that jump out. Rudy tonight, uh, nine points, but he had 14 rebounds and four blocks. Rudy really active, and, and the, you brought this up earlier in the show. It seemed like everybody ran the floor, but good things happen for the Jazz when Rudy runs. It, oh, yeah. It just uh, on, on both sides, whether he's, he's uh, keeping up with the break or whether especially if he's getting back and not letting his guy uh, get position, it, it makes a huge, huge difference. There was an awesome play. You know, it's actually, a cl- if I was a coach, I'd clip the play. I used to watch NBA games on the weekends and clip plays to show guys just how hard you have to play to be successful. But um, it was one particular play later in the game when Giannis was coming in, you know, down the court in transition with a full head of steam, and Rudy was the help. Yeah. And, and Rudy sprinted back to the paint and really kind of built that wall, and Giannis kind of beat his man and ran right into Rudy and missed the layup. Um, it's plays like that that really, um, you know, really make the mark of what Rudy, the value Rudy brings. Um, and uh, let's see if we've left anybody out. Uh, we mentioned uh, Clarkson with 26, talked a little about Conley, didn't talk enough about Royce, even though he dominated the postgame. I mean, just really, uh, really solid night for the Jazz all the way around. George Niang came in and made a three. Triplets uh, in the minivan, in the minivan on a Friday night looking for trouble. Although, uh, you know, if Locke's out there listening, you and I both were expecting the triplets in the minivan when that shot I beg, was made. It was I beg made. for triplets in the minivan. And we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Dave, if you're driving, please drop that on us next time. George makes a three against Detroit. We expect the triplets in the minivan. They have to be. They have to be packed in car seats. Uh, a quick uh, look at the the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis at 35. Um, I mean, he was just terrific. But uh, considering he had 25 at half, uh, they made an excellent adjustment on him in the second half. Uh, Chris Middleton with 31. He had 10 rebounds to go along with those 31 points. Drew Holiday with 17. Uh, but the Jazz come away with a victory tonight, a big one uh, in Milwaukee. They're now 2-2 two and two on the seven-game road trip. In fact, the Jazz' next home game is still not until a week from tonight. So they, they're still 
slogging away out there. This is certainly a long one. Yeah, and when you win those games out on the road and you put that in your pocket, and you know, you, you know, for this case, you don't have to go back there. That's so great. Um, another huge thing we didn't really talk a ton about, but you know, we end, we we started in the pregame show talking about how great offensively this team is, and the Jazz held them at twelve points below their average. So, um, you know, they still scored one hundred and eighteen, but you kind of have to take that into account. The Jazz did a good job of slowing them down, making them take tough shots. Um, and then, you know, putting 131 on the board never hurts. All right, Tim, give us a, a couple of final thoughts before we close the book on this one and uh, look forward to Detroit on Sunday. I think you have to be encouraged. Um, you know, this is a uh, th- this is a really big game because I think everybody kind of wondered how the Jazz would come out and respond. Um, but a great team effort. Uh, all the numbers that you, you kind of hope for, you know, the, you say this Jazz team has to make threes. Well, they made threes. Um, you know, they've got to contest shots and make things difficult, have so, some sort of scheme to take the other team out. They did a good job of that. Um, they, they dominated the glass and, and they shared the ball. I still, you know, till the cows come home, I will say if the Jazz need to be on that high end of the assist number in the league, and 31 would be number one in the league in assists um, if they could, you know, kind of hit that number more often. So all really, really positive signs and uh, – Again, you know, Quinn's seasons typically start out. Guys are feeling their way around. We know the Jazz will, will really compete and play hard, and, and the key now is just to try to make hay and get out on a run. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone, doing a great job calling all the action for us tonight. Thanks to Alex Lundberg, of course, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, we want to say thanks to our title sponsor, Mark Miller Subaru, uh, sponsors the post game. Uh, Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Your final from Milwaukee. Jazz beat the Bucks 131-118, to 118, moved to 5-4 and four on the season. Up next, the Jazz will take on the Detroit Pistons Sunday afternoon in Detroit. That game will tip off at 1. Pre-game coverage begins at noon. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.